Hello again, and welcome to Faith, Family, and Politics. I'm your host, Joshua Cummins. And we're going to have a really big show today. Yeah, we are. Yes. <laughs> hey, Lou, <laughs> did you know that it's episode 68? 68, wow. Yeah. I missed a few, but... <laughs> <laughs> Well, so did some other people, but that's okay. <laughs> I've been here for them all. I've got the, uh, what is it, uh, perfect been, attendance. It would have been really awkward if we didn't. Just the ones he what, he didn't want to be here for, we just didn't do. <laughs> He's Very like, much. Friday, I'm not doing it. I'm like, oh, we're going to miss out on episode 57. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, <laughs> We had to take a little time off to recuperate. Recuperate. Yeah, and the guy that told us that we're going to recuperate, we had to take time off to recuperate. That's our good friend Louis Rodriguez. He's the host of Rodriguez Rants. You got to go over there and, and watch some of his episodes. We got to get some, some new episodes going for these for these people out here, don't we, Lou? Yeah, and then uh, across from him, uh, he's everybody's favorite, the legend, the host of the Laughing Libertarian, Alan McFarland. Hi. <laughs> Where, where's the cheers? He gets cheers, doesn't he? Huh. Cheers. Hello, children. Take your vitamins. <laughs> they never turn the cameras around <laughs> thanks for having me on i appreciate it <laughs> thanks for being here <laughs> we're having a good old time if you guys can't tell and uh this guy's hilarious okay just stop <laughs> okay hence the name of his show <laughs> right right the laughing libertarian it makes sense okay yes the uh, plumber um he said he watched a little bit of our show uh-huh he said boy you guys love each other in that show you always laughing enjoying yourself i said yeah Louis bill went up by 50 bucks no <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I gave him a little extra. <laughs> hey, I'm not here to question who had the power, okay? Whether he charged you or you gave it to him, I don't know. 50 bucks is 50 bucks. But uh, you know, speaking of since you're here and you're listening to us and watching us and we'll get to we'll get to who's bringing the message this week here just very very shortly cuz she, she's a very special guest. We we love having her here. Um you know that this is also underneath the banner of Revolver Broadcasting, right? So that's why we mentioned the fact that there's the, you know, Rodriguez rants and laughing libertarian, you know, you got to make sure that you're following, subscribing, hitting the notification bell, liking, sharing, sharing is caring. And also what do we got to do, Alan? You're going to comment, 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 comment. Hit the bell. Ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The bills are paid. Uh, <laughs> and uh, bringing us the, the message this week is the softer side of faith, family, and politics, Yvonne Metcalf. Well, thank you very much. Glad to be here. It's been a while. Um, <clears throat> I think I'll just jump right in. Uh, well, so let's, uh, let's, let's get that title up on the screen so everybody knows what it's... That would be good. Title, please. Standing for something. Uh, I think it was Alexander Hamilton that said, uh, we need to stand for something or, we'll, or we will fall for anything. That's where that came from. So I'm going to kind of go into the Bible and see what it says about that. And a couple other things, too. And forgive me if I ramble. That might happen. You know what might help? It's a prayer over the message. A prayer over the message, of course. Okay, let's start with prayer. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this uh, venue. We thank you for these people. Um, Thank you for everyone that will watch. Um, thank you for your word. Thank you for being our Savior, Shepherd, Father, God Almighty, 
King of Kings, Lord of Lords, coming back someday. Thank you for that. Thank you for providing our needs. Thank you for um, watching over us. Uh, and just help me to, uh, to walk through this today and um, guide the conversation. And we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You got got to do better than I did last week, boy. That was. We're not talking about last week. <laughs> what happened last week? I I uh, I, I said uh a lot. Yeah. And repeated myself uh, a he, lot. He had a solid remix of whatever he was doing. Yeah. <laughs> instead of the scratches, that it was just uh uh. <laughs> no, no, it was actually I didn't notice it. Uh, to be honest with you, very Biden esque moment. There were just three or four English words that I don't think actually were English, but beyond <laughs> that, it was fantastic. <laughs> Way to make a girl feel good. Okay, we believe in you. Yeah. Oh yes. Okay. Well, thank you. Um, so we're going to go to Matthew first. It's about the ten virgins uh, that uh, were supposed to be ready. Uh, Matthew twenty-five, verse one. I'm going to jump right in here. Um, it says, "Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom." And five of them were wise, and five were foolish. And they that were foolish took their lamps that took no oil with them, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us. And you, but go rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Mm. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I don't know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man comes. And so that's the main verse there for uh, Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man is coming. And so we're not sure when Jesus is going to come back. I kind of touched on that a minute ago. I've talked about this enough on this show. I think everybody here knows what the teaching is in the Bible about Jesus coming back for his church. And uh, he's going to be coming back soon. And, um, and uh, so we need to be ready. And so that's where the title came from today, Stand for Something, because while we're waiting for him, we're not supposed to be standing around twiddling our thumbs or tapping our foot or chit-chatting or all the things that we like to do when we're wasting time. You know, I think about uh, growing up and my, my mom would say, I watched my brother from the time I was 12 years old, and she would give us chores to do before she got home. And we would know when she was coming home. And so we would, you know, a lot of times put it off to the last minute. <laughs> and uh, so most of that, the majority of that was laundry sometimes. And she said no one allowed in the house, you know, um, don't play with the stereo. They had a really nice, huge stereo back then. This is oh, back in the 80s and filled up the whole wall, the whole nine, and could blow your <laughs> ears off. Um, I never it, had that problem. You know that? It was an it was all for the woman. My mother made my sister do everything. I felt sorry for her, you know. She. Oh, my gosh. Well, my mom said, you know, watch him, and he's supposed to help you. And he didn't do much. 
he was younger, and Neither I tried I. tried to corral him, but he was determined to do his own thing. He helped when he wanted to, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a younger, younger sibling thing, or you know, or sibling thing, because my brother and I, my mom would say, "Clean your room," and I'd go through and clean my half of the room. Oh, you guys shared a bedroom. Yeah, yeah that's really slept, easy to put it off on someone else. We slept six feet away from each other. Oh, my goodness. This half is mine. See the line right here? <laughs> that's funny. Um, so, anyway, we couldn't do that. But uh, So, we would try to get things done before she got home. But occasionally, she would come home early. And we would either be doing what we're supposed to be doing, or she would catch us doing something we're either not supposed to be doing or not doing. The laundry would be done in the washer, and nobody went and switched it to the dryer yet. We had to go to a laundromat, so we didn't have a washer and dryer in our apartment, so we had to go down there. And uh, if you don't stand there and keep an eye on it when the timer runs out, then you're going to let it sit there for two hours soaking wet, which is not good for your clothes, right? Oh, no. It (laughs) strikes up an odor real quick. That happened. That happened a few times. There was a few times when we were doing what we were supposed to when she got back, but more often than not, we were not doing what we were supposed to. So, um, anyway, that's young kids for you. That's but that was my mom, and we knew kind of when she was going to be home. But with Jesus coming back, we don't know when he's going to be home, or when he's going to be back, and we're going to be home. <laughs> I think I got Jesus in my home all the time. Yeah, I think he's home. Well, I mean, he's everywhere, but he's going to come back and take us out of here. So I can't wait for that spaceship. day. Well, <laughs> not on a spaceship. I think it's a horse. Flying saucer. You're riding on a horse, right? <laughs> he's actually going to catch us up. So I think I sort of feel like we're just going to float up. Like, and then when we come back with him at the end of the tribulation, then we'll be on horses. That's wow. where that comes from. When I experienced that, I would tell God, why didn't you give me this? talent before i could (laughs) have been floating all around i know right i hope my horse is a a 67 riviera buick riviera you're hoping it's a a horse (laughs) i'm hoping it's my my um um t-bird yeah i I want a great minds okay so we're a little (laughs) off track (laughs) (laughs) well horses are on tracks and and now okay right 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 so anyway jesus is going to come back and we need to be ready and we need to watch as it says in that verse. Now let's look at something else here. We're going to look over here in Ephesians, one of my favorite passages in the Bible. And it talks about this kind of thing. Um, Let's look here. Jump in here. Okay. Verse 10, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand." And then it goes on and tells you about the armor that you're supposed to wear because we are in a battle. Um, this is not a joke, although we like to joke around. Laughter is good. The Bible says laughter does good like a medicine. There's a time for everything, though, also. That's what I would like to say. We joke around all the time, but we're not making fun of God. 
we just making it a little more interesting and more happy. So you go out there, don't get bored. But we're not making fun of God. We're just making it fun for everybody. Oh, no, absolutely not. And like Good clarification a, for a lot of our listeners. Right, yeah. that's good, yeah. And there's a time for everything. Like Ecclesiastes said, there's a time for everything. There's a time to laugh, a time to cry, you know, a time to be happy, a time to be sad. You can't be happy all the time. You can't be sad all the time either, or you're going to drag everybody down. So we need a good balance with that, and I think we have that. But it's important, I think, what it says here, and it talks about the armor of God. It talks about all these things, you know, the the belt of truth, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, the shield of faith, uh, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And, and that's one of the main things that we're supposed to be doing while we're waiting, like the Great Commission. It talks about Jesus said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And so we're supposed to be sharing the message of salvation with everyone all the time. That's the main thing, and that's for everybody to do. Um, But that's not the only thing, and it doesn't stop there. And I think sometimes our churches will say that, you know, well, we're focused on the Great Commission. And it's true. We do need to do the Great Commission. But we also need to stand for what is right. And that's where the title came from. We need to stand. What do you think of when you think of standing for something that's right? You know, what does that even mean? What does that mean to you, Josh? Can you think off the top of your head or? Well, I mean, doing what God told us uh, for, for one, but uh, also uh, standing for your country in particular. I mean, that's, we got a culture war going on out there. And so there's, there's that, I mean, one of the purposes for this show and then a spiritual war uh, going on as well. And uh, I believe that that's the other thing that this show encapsulates. So can you give like a specific example? Of? Of standing for what's right. Oh, I mean, everything we talk about all the time on here, we're we're talking about uh, God and talking about uh, carrying those values, those family values uh, into uh, every aspect of our lives and and letting the people know that God doesn't stop at the church doors on Sunday. That's right. All right. You said what I was going to say. You got it it out, Justin. (laughs) I was going to stop. I mean, I'm 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 really big on respect, and uh, we're not going to talk about Denny's guys. Uh, But you know, that's (laughs) that's a story for another day, guys. Story for a Rumble episode. (laughs) 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 But you know, uh, mutual mutual respect among people, and um, Mm. you know, you you make sure you stand up for the people who can't stand for themselves. That's I always think it's right to stand up for those who can't stand for themselves. And honestly, that was the first thing I thought of was bullying. Because, uh, you know, I'll give a little bit of my story. Um, I went to a Christian school from fifth grade to seventh grade and decided to switch over to public school in eighth grade. And you want to talk about culture shock. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Went from skirts to your knees to everybody wears blue jeans and nobody cares what you say. And lots of cussing and all this other stuff. And it was just a total culture shock for me. But I had one good friend. And she was my friend. She didn't care. It didn't matter. And uh, there were some boys in the neighborhood that were uh, troublemakers. And they sat in the back of the bus and smoked weed all the time and just created a bunch of trouble and so forth. And they had, uh, having a good time. Yeah, I guess they were having a good time, but they were breaking the law. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and they, they gave the bus driver a hard time and all that, too. And they were constantly just, just picking on people, you know, trying to start a fight. And uh, me and my friend were riding our bikes in the neighborhood, and I don't know if they tried to stop us or if they tried to um, push us off our bike. But my friend got off her bike, and she said, 
don't you dare touch us or I'm going to touch you back. And they didn't even know what to do. (laughs) They just took (laughs) off like a bunch of sissies. And it was really, it was amazing though, because she was standing up for her friend. She was standing up for somebody that was being bullied. And my brother was another example. He was Filipino. So he was shorter than everybody. He had different skin color and his hair straight and everything. And they used to call him Chinese and this kind of thing. And me, big sister, I'm like, you leave my brother alone or I'm going to kill you. You know, so I stood up for him too. So when I think about standing up, that was honestly the first thing that came to my mind. It's important to stand up for people who can't stand up for themselves. I, I think... I think we're on the opposite ends here. I'm saying I stand up for people who can't stand up for themselves. I mean, like people who are stuck in wheelchairs. I stand up and go, what's wrong with your legs, buddy? Come on. Get up and high five me already. (laughs) I don't know what to say. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Why don't you jump to action? (laughs) Come on. Put your best foot forward. Put your best foot forward. Okay, Okay. sorry. Step into this action plan, yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh. Everyone's staring at me now. That was a bad joke. (laughs) It was funny, though. It really was funny. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Um, Don't bully people. It's not nice. Take your vitamins. It's not cool. (laughs) It's not cool. Not cool to bully. And so I was going somewhere with this. (laughs) I was about to get really serious. No. um, Yeah. It's no. It's not the Filipino. That that's my brother. And then there's the the unborn. Oh, the girl. The girl that you said it was going to touch. Oh, my friend. Yeah, my friend said, you touch us and I'm going to touch you back and you're going to be sorry. And they just, they backed off and they left us alone and they didn't bother me. And it was amazing. Actually, there was another time, but I had to stand up for myself, but I'm not going to go into that on my, on this show because it, it's not. Is uh, it a rumble episode? It's not relevant. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm sure. believe me, they were sorry. So we'll just say that. I'm sure we all went through something similar like that right oh sure yeah i mean at that grade in junior high especially they think of anything they can to pick on you for it can be literally anything mm-hmm. if they're tall it's because you're tall if you're short it's because you're short you know you got blonde hair it's because you got blonde hair it doesn't matter at that age they pick on you for everything so uh but that's uh that's a totally different uh you know rabbit trail that i could follow but um was I going to say? Okay, so what I was going to say is uh, we need to stand up for the unborn. And uh, they are the quintessential person that can't do anything, right? Right. They can't do anything. So we have to stand up for them. Right. And I'm just really thankful that in Indiana they just passed that, you know, they just said that the, the uh, new law, yeah. The, the new law, and it was uh, upheld by the Supreme Court of Indiana. So I'm really thankful for that, for the unborn children, because we need to stand up for them. Um, so that's something else that we could stand up for. And, Louie, I think everybody said something about that, so we'll go on from there. Um, so I was just looking through here, uh, trying to find some things, you know, other than just the gospel that we're supposed to, I say just the gospel, you know, we have to we have to preach the gospel, okay? If you're not saved, you need to be saved. You know, Jesus said, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And he also said, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's a promise. And so, you know, if you haven't accepted Christ as your Savior, then I would urge you, you know, to uh, consider his gift. And accept uh, his gift. So, 
the gospel is coming up next. Mm-hmm. All you people out there that don't like the gospel, it's time to leave now. Or, or you can hate watch. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll take, take a hate watch. Yeah. We'll yeah. take a hate watch. Just, yeah. Yeah. Be all grumbly and watch us on mute. If we don't care as long as you're watching. Stand it and <laughs> control yourself. Right. Watch us. So, I mean, I don't know how you can hate the gospel because it's a gift. But I guess it's... I know quite a few oh, people that hate the gospel. We actually, we do have some atheist viewers. We have some viewers that are, uh, that don't believe in God. They have, we have, we have a lot of, uh, we have a lot of, uh, just a diversity of viewers. Let's put it that way. A diversity and we appreciate of, you. Yeah, yeah. I think I know one or two <laughs> that don't like God. Okay. Well, and that's where we go back to the spiritual wickedness in high places and people that either choose evil because they want the power or the, yes, you know, the, the rush from being evil, or people who are deceived into thinking, and and honestly, either way, you're deceived, because the end of that is not going to be good. We only live so many years on this earth, and then we're in eternity, and then we have to face what we've done, whether it's good or, or evil. Sometimes people like that, God gives a, uh, what do you call it, a punishment? Like Yeah. Teaches them a lesson mm-hmm. sometimes. When they say that it's evil, he might get somebody to, some devil to come over and maybe. Give them trouble. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. That happened to Saul in the Bible, actually. When he was disobedient to God, God said, you know, I want you to get rid of everything. And he said, well, I just want to keep this stuff so we can do a sacrifice and keep this guy because I just want to brag about how I won the war. And God said, nope. I said obedience, not sacrifice, or not sacrifice. Obedience was more important than sacrifice. Sorry, he wants sacrifice, but he wants obedience first. And so Saul was troubled by uh, the Bible says God sent an evil spirit to trouble Saul, and so he had all that trouble and just was paranoid and nervous and. He had to have David come and play his harp so it could settle, calm his spirit, and that kind of thing. So, you know, it does happen. Uh, sometimes God will bring judgment that way, uh, you know, on this side. And sometimes he doesn't. And so people like Biden and people like, uh, you know, the Department of Justice. and uh, it's, just It's Department of Just Us. That yes, sounds us. about right. <laughs> That's why they get away with everything. Right. <laughs> God bless me and you and no one else or something. Yeah, so it's just uh it's just kind of a crazy world that we live in right now, you know, people that think they're getting by with things, you know, these people, these drug traffickers and the cartels that are a lot look, of these shooting and killing. Shooting and killing. Yes, a lot of that. And the gangs and this kind of thing. And you just think that you're getting by with it. You know, you get a prosecutor in there that won't prosecute. Or you get somebody that will cheat on an election and then say, there was no cheating here. We don't have to listen to this. You know, just kind of abusing their power. But, you know, eventually it will catch up to you, either here or there. Sometimes they think that it can't catch up to them. But that things can't catch up to them. Mm-hmm. They think yeah. that. Yeah. Although this last election, most secure election, just to be clear, most secure election of all, all uh, ever that we've ever had in the United States. You know, thirty-six counties, eighty definitely have eighty-one million votes in them, for sure. Absolutely, we can't deny it. No. For, for who? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just throw that out there. Disclaimer. 
He's being sarcastic. Okay. <laughs> Am I? So, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> or you need to get right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, anyway, it talks about that. But you'd be surprised it talks about it in the Old Testament. Like, that's one of the other things that we're supposed to do. And one of the things that, uh, that Israel got in trouble for, for not uh, promoting justice. And taking care of the fatherless and the widows and this kind of thing, you know, and, um, you know, people. The widow and the orphan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And people like that. So I'm trying to get to where I'm going. Must be on the road to Damascus. The road to Damascus. It's actually the road to the Old Testament. Hold on. I'm going to find this. Or the OT, as they call it. OT, yes. Um, (laughs) So we don't always, you know, really delve into that that much a lot of people say it's not relevant but it is relevant because god's the same yesterday today and forever that's right so he did um they did look forward to jesus coming and we look backward that jesus came and died on the cross so it's the same but it's just a different perspective and some people call that in um you know christian circles a um dispensation. So it's a different dispensation. But let me just read a couple of these verses. It says here in 1 Kings, blessed be the Lord thy God, which delighted in thee to set thee on the throne of Israel, because the Lord loved Israel forever. Therefore made he you king to do judgment and justice. And it always talks about judgment and justice. And then the next verse So David reigned over all Israel and executed judgment and justice among his people. And then it tells us in the Psalms, Justice and judgment are the habitation of your throne. Mercy and truth go before your face. And it says in Psalms 119, I have done judgment and justice. Leave me not to mine oppressors. So people that are oppressed, people that are paying too much in taxes, people that are thrown in jail without a cause, people, babies that are killed without a cause, children that are indoctrinated and taught lies their whole life. I mean, you know, this kind of thing is no good. Um, Men that beat women, you know, this kind of thing is no good. And God sees it and God knows. And he says, we need to promote justice. Not just the gospel. Yes, the gospel. The gospel is for everyone, even those really evil people. The God, God actually has way more mercy than probably I do. Because honestly, I have a hard time showing mercy to some people. But God is allowing that. If you're not dead yet, you still have time. And so, you know, it's just, it's just, but he tells us that we should promote justice. And he talks about, you know, nations promoting justice, not just people individually, but, but us as well. Um, uh, thank you for reminding me. As soon as I get home, I'm going to beat up my wife. <laughs> 
I think she heard, just heard that and the door's locked. <laughs> I think it's through the other way, actually. I think the door is completely open and she's waiting for him. No, she, <laughs> With a ball bat. She's a beat on uh, him. No ball bat. She's got a rifle and she's got also a, a 390, uh, uh, a 9mm. She'll be waiting with he that got, gun. He got, to the okay. he got to the end of the driveway. You have no chance. No chance at all. <laughs> we have a good guest room here, Louie. You can hang out. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I was only kidding about being For those who have lost their way. Okay. <laughs> no, anyway. Um, yeah, so we're supposed to we're supposed to do justice and that's kind of a big thing for me also as I look around to what's going on right now and it's not a lot of it's not just like throwing uh, the book at Mr. Trump and slapping the wrist of Mr. Biden is unfair. So How about Hunter? And Hunter, I, yeah, when I say Mr. Biden, I'm talking about Hunter. The whole family? The whole family, yeah. <laughs> I guess I could say the whole family, the Biden crime family. Are they all involved. They, yeah, so, I mean, that's a lot of injustice right now. So we're supposed to promote justice, so standing up and saying, no, that's not right, is something that we are supposed to do as Christians. And we're supposed to shine our light, and we're supposed to uh, be salt of the earth, and we're supposed to affect the culture and the reason that we have some of the problems, honestly, that we have now is because we haven't been doing that. And so we just, when is the time? Well, the time is now. We have to do it. And each, I guess each person has to individually say, I'm going to do this. You know, I'm going to stand up. I'm going to be one of them that's going to be standing when he comes back and doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Like if he comes back and I'm sitting here playing games on my phone or something, Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but if I'm, you know, if I'm standing at the abortion center saying, please save your baby, or if I'm, you know, reading my Bible or something, or, you know, or if I'm even saying, you know, this isn't right, we need to, you know, promote justice, whatever I'm doing, I need to be doing something when he comes back that he'll be pleased with. And so that's kind of my whole goal. That's my kind of my whole idea. And... Um, Oh boy, I hope he doesn't come back when I'm uh, when I'm playing games on my phone because I only usually do that when I'm uh, indisposed. <laughs> if I'm playing a game, I'm gonna just tell God, "Hey, I'm sorry, I didn't know you was coming." You know, forgive me. Next level, just one more. <laughs> <laughs> this darn Candy Crush guy. <laughs> Hold on for five minutes. <laughs> Look, I'm just I'm just afraid that even though it's paradise up there you'll have euro plugs and this is not going to plug into anything <laughs> i can't charge my iphone there <laughs> oh you guys it's going to be so much more fun up there i mean seriously people think that we're going to be bored up there just playing our harps and singing songs and stuff but it is not going to be in any way boring like oh, the no. best movie you ever saw or the best game you ever played i guess is not going to be compared to what we're going to see and do up there and, uh, you know, it's just going to be, it's going to be worth it all. It's like probably going to take me a while to get me away from the dinner table because I hear there's supposed to be a big feast. And there I, is a big uh, feast. And yeah. I love food. Food, buddy. Food. <laughs> believe it. That's why Baptists always have food with their functions. <laughs> It'd be funny you get up there and it's only bread and wine. Bread and wine. Yeah, they have, no, they have a fruit tree. I have it on good authority. They also have a fruit tree, uh-huh, the tree of life. Come on, really? That, yeah, that gives uh, different fruit every month. Check I didn't it out. Know that. Revelation. Yes, sir. Yep. Something new to learn. Every month. Wouldn't that be revolution? Look at revolve. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's bringing the dad jokes this week. I like it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Ellen doesn't normally bring those. Yeah, I like the dad joke. <laughs> we we actually do that on my on my work. That kind of lightens the mood. Speaking of that, because we deal with children and uh, they can be challenging sometimes, and so a good dad joke goes a long way, right? Yeah, you get in the right spirit, and you're like, okay, yeah. I can do this. It's a good kidney punch. <laughs> <laughs> right there. <laughs> little, just like you got in the winter, it's great because like you go straight hockey style. You grab their coat. You pull them over and you just you get right into those kidneys. <laughs> pull them right into your knee. They can't go anywhere. Oh, my goodness. And, and any sound they make is muffled as their parents getting in their car. Oh, my goodness. You're welcome. You're going to give the me more you so know. much <laughs> The look on Cameron's face. I'm telling you, these, these guys are nuts. But they're a lot of fun, so to be fair, and they joke around a lot, so take it for what that's it's worth. But Best friends at the table right here. It's like, yeah, it's like, right, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's cool. Um, so anyway, it talks about praying with all prayer and supplication for all saints. It talks about, you know, our helmet of salvation, our shield of the spirit. And, again, it talks about fighting, you know, and I'm talking about, I think I mentioned that a little bit, the, the people, like God has more mercy than I do. And some of the people, if I was sitting face-to-face with some people, it might not be too good. Uh, but we have to remember that we are actually fighting not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and evil in this world. And so it's really the evil behind it that we're fighting. And so that's something that we need to keep in mind, I think, when we're, when we're in battle. Um, so let me see what have I got here. Okay. So with that said, I guess we can move on to our next segment. Yeah, the family portion. Yeah. Josh. Okay. So we kind of <laughs> talked about family a little bit, but yeah, I think we can carry that through. It, it tends, tends to be a, a thing that we do when we have you on here. Right. Yeah. It kind of all goes together. <laughs> it kind of meshes and gels. Are you saying I talk too much? <laughs> no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. No. Uh, it's just the, the format shifts a little, uh, but that's good. That's good. It's nice to change it up every now and then. If we all did everything the same, it would be boring, right? And they wouldn't want to watch. Yeah. Right. But they're here now watching. Yeah. Let's evolve. <laughs> Let's evolve. It sounds like like a Pokemon thing or something. Yes, that's no, the, you guys at the producers desk know all about that. They've been trying to teach me. I still don't. I still think it, I still think I say it wrong. Pokemans is that about right? They're, yeah, I got thumbs up uh, from both of them. Pocket monsters. Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Okay. At any rate, yeah. yeah right. Going so, on to the family yeah. portion. Uh oh. Now what happened there? It was like it was there, and then it was, <laughs> let's move it along. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Step away from the Pokemans. <laughs> All right. Straight to the politician. Uh, yeah, the Pokemans. Okay, so Tony was really into Pokemans. That's my son, for those of you that don't know. I um, never watched the show. So. <laughs> it's, uh, <what>? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more. More about the Pokemans. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, he was just, that was it. He was really into it. He did the drawings of it and everything, watched every single show, uh, could tell you every single character um, in the whole nine yards, and we had a big discussion about that when he started up with it Um, because it was foreign, and uh, there was some questionable stuff about it, you know, back in the beginning. So... 
I don't know how everyone feels about that. But yeah, no one should keep their pet in a tiny little ball. <laughs> True story, <laughs> right? Basic. Right, right. No wonder they're so angry when they come out. And, okay. and if then, if then, if, if that, that was good, if that pet fits in your pocket. That's kind of weird. A little weird. A little weird. I don't. I don't see. I don't. See I don't see you get on an airplane with one of those. Oh I seen God. somebody with a dog in his pocket. A dog in his pocket. Yeah, hidden in Annapolis. Believe it or not. I almost I shot a guy with a dog in his coat. I've seen some dogs in like oh. carriers and that kind of thing. Yeah, it's get his hand in his coat. He, appro- he approached me from behind with his hand in his coat. I was like, dude, I'm going to kill you. Like, I'm strapped. You have a chihuahua in your coat. You're getting ready to die, and I didn't know you had a chihuahua. <laughs> oh. He yeah. just came up like that with his hand in his coat and started talking. I was like, dude, you startled me with your hand in your coat. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to pull out a gun. <laughs> Believe me that there's not Maybe. enough mass in that dog to save you, bro. <laughs> Maybe not such a great idea, huh? Yeah, my, my friend had it in his pocket, and the dog's head was just sticking out while he was walking around. And, <laughs> and I'm going, oh my God. You know That's what breed? That's not a real dog. Can't you yeah. afford Sorry. at least a baby carry? Sorry for all those people who love small dogs. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, you're blasphemous. Uh, <laughs> dogs are supposed to be medium to large. <laughs> No, it's just, I mean, they're, they're dogs or dogs. I mean, there's something for everybody, right? But, yeah. I, I guess. If you, if you like painting your dog's nails and carrying around in a basket. And if you don't want protection, <laughs> you just get a little small dog. But if you want protection, you get a big dog. Yeah. A, right. I guess it's for companionship, right? Probably the, yeah, the smaller ones. Yeah, that's mostly what it is. Especially older people, they have dogs to, for compassion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? and yeah. it's easier to take care of probably, yeah. I would think. No, just, if, it jumps on you, if it jumps on you, it's not going to knock you over. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing is that they're very expensive when they get sick. They have to go to the hospital. Oh, yeah. You can spend a lot of money on your pet, for real. Uh, oh, yeah. I spent quite a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so like you got far, a story there, Louie. <laughs> <laughs> he sends me to this clinic, and I went up paying $3,000. What the heck is going on here? Yeah. $3,000 for yeah. a pet? 1000 for one day, another 1000 another day I went with it, and then another 1000 I said, this guy's hooked on 1000 Right. Yeah. Why 1000 every day, huh? Yeah. Well, like it wasn't very every day. Nice round number. <laughs> I mean, he's, really good. he's a really good veterinarian, but um, he's a little more, a little pricey. But, I mean, he does really good work. I mean, we... Um, we had to have two surgeries done on journey at that veterinarian's office. And uh, it ended up totaling with everything said and done uh, $7,000 between the two surgeries and, and medicines and all this other stuff that was on top of it. So, but uh, I was, I was thankful that he did such good work because I would have lost um, journey with, without him. So he did really good work. He had to stitch up her stomach because uh, she had a, a rip and a tear in her stomach so she just got just got healed up from that. She was she was uh, opened up from from sternum to just above uh, her lady parts, and um, after she heals up from that, she ends up getting a big old hole in the back of her leg. And they had to, um, I don't even know what happened. I don't know how it happened. I just know there was a big old hole in the back of her leg. They had to uh, uh, get all the stuff out of it, the infection out of it, clean it out, and then sew it up, and then uh, or staple rather, and they had to keep a tube in it so it could drain, mm-hmm. keep keep it from getting infected. And, man, that was a lot of sleepless nights, but 
I'm glad that we had the vet, vet's office. He yeah. did the job. Yeah, they go. talk if a lot about it. If you're gonna pay, yeah, if you're gonna pay a lot of money, you should get a good service for it. I yeah. mean, that's just common sense when you're talking about money. You know, you want to get your money's worth. So I, I have I have no luck with dogs. Mostly every dog I get got it's got some allergy or something. And then when you take them to the doctor, the shot alone is seven hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Just a shot for the allergy. I said, my God, it seems a little high. I think so. I complain, but it's nothing I could do about it. Right. Yeah, but well, good thing we had, like I said, good thing we had the vet veterinarian. I know that we've, we, we guess we've gone, gone into a family portion. We started talking about pets and pocketbooks. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense, right? <laughs> and they're, they're part of the family. Yep. Alan's pretty familiar with the dogs here. Yeah, yeah so... Um, <laughs> Presley lit me up as soon as I walked in the door. <laughs> I just happened to. That's my golden retriever. His brother. golden retriever, for whatever reason, um, just gravitates toward me. And today, I think uh, positive to negative bat, you know, magnet, magnetism there. As soon as I came in the door, I looked over at Laura, and Presley comes out of nowhere. Like, I'm looking at Laura. He comes from the side and just jumps and <laughs> nails me right in the abdomen. And I was like, I'm sure those guys heard me downstairs going, oh. <laughs> I wondered what the noise was, but I was like, oh, oh. he hit me. He almost put me back out the door. Like, it was bad. hit me hard. And then he runs over and he gets, uh, he's eating and, and he's right at basically the opening where we have to come down to the studio. And he's just, no, man, you're not going by me. And I'm like, come on, move. And he's just like wagging his tail, eating, not looking at me. He's like, no, you're, you're stuck here until I let you go through. So. Like my dog, I can step over. <laughs> my medium-sized dog, I can step over. He's a small one, right? No. Yeah, it's just, she's a medium size. Yeah, um, but yeah, lots so, of energy. So, for sure, though. Oh, so much energy. So much energy. More energy How than, old is than, she? than Presley. She is two. She's two now. Oh, she's still a baby. But I mean, so she's still a puppy. Yeah. yeah, her vertical leap, she can look me eye to eye. <laughs> That's how my daughter's dog is. How Carol's dog is. She has. A, I don't know what he is. He's part pit, but I really think he's part Jack Russell because he can do that vertical jump. Uh, Is that vertical? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Vertical up and down. Yeah. She's an Australian shepherd. So she's uh, just all energy all the time. Just all go. Seriously. <laughs> so it was kind of funny, though. I came home on lunch today because I didn't have electricity. We're, we're in the Midwest. I got smoked by a storm. Um, I didn't have any electricity. So I was like, man, I bet it's getting hot at the house. So I made sure she had multiple bowls of water and everything else. But I also came home and just like, dunked her in water <laughs> i got it down in there so she'd have something to cool off you know she'd lay there and cool off but instead she was like oh it's go time like i feel better now it's <laughs> now it's zoomies let's do zoomies for a while and i'm like no you idiot it's hot stop <laughs> running <laughs> just lay there oh yeah she's the, not gonna do it now the whole house is gonna be covered in water i, I didn't even right. care about the water i just oh, okay. didn't want her to like like overheat right like right. she's she's you know this big and she's that fluffy and so i'm like i just want you to stay still so i put water on you i don't want you running or raising your body temperature <laughs> yeah she didn't get that point. no she was like dad's home in the middle of the day it's game time yeah <laughs> anyway i'm sorry yeah, that's uh, it's, cool. it's good man and well it's like oh, pre- that's that's presley's new thing what you what you just described oh dude, but there was a lot of me there was a lot of build-up to you getting here t- today so but between laura and i when i first got home we talked we said your name a few times around uh, presley and we ha- and well since the last time you were here hanging out and stuff and so <laughs> every time we say your name he goes to the front window and he looks out and he looks for you. <laughs> he was, was like, ready. Yeah. I was wow. like, where's Alan? Yeah. And, and he so, <laughs> yeah. And he's been waiting for that moment when you walked over that threshold and he could 
do what he did. Yeah, he's like, he's like, <laughs> if I hit him hard enough, I can put him in the wheelchair. <laughs> and then he's stuck here, petting me for eternity. Josh, you'll be happy. <laughs> oh my Is that someone to take care of Presley yet? Yeah. House guest. Woohoo. Okay. <laughs> no, not only that, he'll probably have him down here in the studio hanging out and <laughs> doing shows. Come on, let's do the shots. And <laughs> the shots? <laughs> new show. Uh, a few shots, yeah. A few shots. I thought yeah. he said do shots. I was like, it's strange with Presley, but we'll, we'll do it. <laughs> but yeah, we'll blend his food down. He, he, mm. I think he would do a good job at uh, making fun of Biden. Yeah, he would. Yeah, he would. New show. He certainly got the look down. I see a new show. <laughs> I see a new show coming. <laughs> but uh, for for those who haven't seen pictures of my dog Presley, he's uh, um, he's very dopey looking. I mean, this is like very quintessential golden retriever, just blank look all the time. Excitement, just, excitement, but blank at yeah, the same time. Happy, but there's nothing. There's no hamster in, in the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> I just love when the I love when the sides of his mouth gets stuck on his teeth. He's just like curled over like his mouth curls over. It's best. Sorry. It's the best. It's the best. That's like the my best. my dog. He he's funny because whenever he hears firecrackers or thunder, he's hiding in the laundry. And then after a while you see him sticking his head out. He hears another thunder. Hiding back in the laundry. Back he goes. Yeah. <laughs> they talked about that on the news. Got to watch your pets when they start setting off fireworks this time of year. We'll see Max. That's his German Shepherd as as a brother to Journey, my German Shepherd. And Journey, she has the the opposite reaction. She mm-hmm. she barks and wants to go after the fireworks. Like she can stop them from going off. See Emmett was she- like that. <laughs> no, Emmett actually did that. We were doing fireworks in the backyard with Carol and the family and all that, and he was running toward the fireworks, trying to <laughs> trying to shut them up by eating them. <laughs> like, no, dog. No, 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 not good. <laughs> Get your nose blown off. <laughs> she sees him going off in the sky, and she's like, woo, 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 woo. "Oh yeah, he was he was a riot." Now our other dog Bear, he did not like him. He would cry and hide and start shaking and sit up next to the sofa until it was all over. He was hilarious. It just depends on the dog, I suppose. Yeah, our, our previous dog Zeppelin, he was, uh, he, uh, we took him to one fireworks show with us just to like try to desensitize him when he was smaller, and he stayed up underneath my chair the whole time, one of those little fold-out chairs, you know. And uh, so every year after that, he would just try to figure out a way to be up underneath me somewhere <laughs> or another. When whenever you hear, or he would hear fireworks, regardless if they were outside. Protect on television, me, Josh. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it looks like the boy dogs are chicken and the girl dogs are more brave. My dog doesn't even pay attention to them. <laughs> she she just, that's like Presley. One way or the other, huh? Yeah, so like, so when we have fireworks here in a few days, she will ignore the fireworks but bark at all the people. <laughs> oh. She'll just bark at all the people and then she'll completely just, <clears throat> what was that? Okay, who cares? You know, I just ran. I just randomly open the door occasionally and throw a firecracker out of its live and just see what happens. No, <laughs> no just kidding, just kidding. Um, if her hair caught on fire, it'd be a mess. <laughs> oh my god! Oh you got the long hair. You got the Australian. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yep. No. Nope. Not a good look. <laughs> but no, she she doesn't seem to care about any of that stuff. Like noises don't really affect her whatsoever. I think she's just oblivious to it. She's like, whatever, that's just living. And then she's like, people, 
Oh, I'm going off at two o'clock in the morning when someone goes for a jog after work. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I jump out of bed like, "Who's breaking in?" She's like, "Oh, nobody. That that guy right there. He's getting a pretty good workout down the street. He had a cup, had a good sweat going on. I just want to let him know he's doing it right." <laughs> That's what Journey was doing just just a few seconds ago. Sure, I'm sure she barks at everybody that walks down the street. Every single person, even if it's somebody she knows. Yeah, Presley, mine's the same. Presley's opposite. He just goes. Oh, okay. There they go. Like you could, you could just see it. Like they just, there's no, like I said, no hamster, no, no hamster. hamster. Just the, the the gear is turning for sure, but there's there's no hamster on that wheel, and and, and it's the same with the fireworks too. It it does not face him. He, you will catch him watching TV though. He he, he loves Ben Shapiro. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> at least he at least he has good taste. He's got politics in him. Right, it's hard not to around here, right? Yeah, <laughs> hanging out with Josh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Laura gets tired of hearing about him, so that's why she's uh, hardly ever down here. Uh, as I asked her the other day, I said, "Well, do you ever go back and watch the show or listen?" She was like, "Eh." <laughs> <laughs> she said, "We've had enough conversations yeah. about that, so we're good." Yeah, we talk about all the things that are on the show all the time, anyway. So right. she gets she gets tired of it, so. Yeah. And she has enough of all of us anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> she doesn't need the show. That's every why, now and then she That's why watch. I thank her every single time I leave. <laughs> I literally thank your wife for putting up with me every single time I leave. <laughs> That's why she likes you. I just know it's a challenge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's a woman that she don't like you. She ain't liking you. <laughs> <laughs> she, she won't tell you. she just look at you. Yep. <laughs> this is and you know from the from the gaze. <laughs> I don't want to know anything about the gaze. <laughs> We're almost out of that month. <laughs> Matter we, of fact, I tomorrow we finish that episode. Yeah, I've been over that for a while. Is everything good over there? I can't I mean, see Sterling very well from here. Oh, the, yeah, the monitor's blocking your your view of Sterling. Yeah, he's smiling and he's kicking back in that producer's chair. Fair enough, as long as he's comfortable. Yeah, that's all that matters. Sitting back there going, dance, monkeys, dance. <laughs> he's, he's laughing and dancing. <laughs> you know well, uh, you know why you can't see stuff? Because they never turn the cameras around. Never They're do. fake news. They never They're do. fake news. <laughs> we have fake news on this show, too, unfortunately. <laughs> fake news. When? When are we fact? When, 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 when well, fact well, well they turn, you turn around the, the cameras. Oh, yeah, we don't turn the cameras around. Yeah. But we have a green screen behind them just in case we have to. <laughs> that giant crowd behind them. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Are we being fact checked right now? <laughs> I, I need did, examples. I thought we did something wrong. <laughs> no, 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 no. we're good. You're going to get a talking to. That was my attempt at a joke. That's why he does the jokes and I just. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, we we should have known that you was a joke or two, you know. <laughs> we, we, we didn't catch it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll try another one. Slow lob. <laughs> <laughs> that one works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe we preface from now on. Like, I'm going to tell a joke now. <laughs> right, right, right. Little blinking thing at the bottom of the screen. <laughs> <laughs> this is a joke. Okay. <laughs> Applause. Laugh. <laughs> 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 Nothing's happened. Oh, I see now. I see what was coming. <laughs> it's not like uh, Bill Maher. <laughs> That's the only way he can get people to laugh. We can put show. a light there and say joke. Whenever <laughs> she's joking, it turns on. Laughter. Joke. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. So not trying to turn the car around here, but do we actually did we actually have a family topic? 
Well, I mean, we went into dogs and pocketbooks. I, mean, I just, I didn't know if we had one that was like drawn up. No. Yeah, no, no, we didn't actually have anything uh, like um, outlined. If okay, want, if that's, that's fair. what you mean. I just want to make sure. I was like, oh, did we? Uh, no, no, we're no. not. Off, we're not completely off track. We're just running all over the track, and that's it's fair. been a great time. We okay, built our yeah. own track. You can like make the, your own track now. We're running all over the track like the horses in our message. We build it, and they will come. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of money, though, I mean, you know, you talk about your pocketbook and so forth and talking about how expensive everything is now. Nice I wonder where that came from. Uh, you know, the Biden thing and the whole inflation thing and why our costs are so much higher now. They're less than they were, what, last year or something, but they're way more than they were three years ago but when Trump got out of office. So that should tell you something, you know. Also, and um, it's hard to keep up that way. Yeah. Also, the Trump, uh, I mean Trump, Biden, he spent all this money so he could have crypto. All right. So now all the banks are starting to get crypto. I don't like it. I don't either. I'd rather have my cash. Me too. I don't want no crypto and having banks and Biden checking me and investigating what I spent and did not spend. You know? Oh, yeah, it's none of their business. That is definitely not a republic kind of government, right? Oh, see, I mean, I would rather have something on a blockchain that they can't really manipulate because they're going to take my cash away anyway and move me to digital dot, you know, zeros and ones. So, but, And I agree with that because I, I, I'm a, it's just I, two ways I'm, of thinking. I'm, I'm That's already I'm invested in crypto myself, but um, it's not the, the, the crypto you're thinking about. You're doing well. Uh, what exactly? Uh, the the CBDCs is what Louis is referring to, and 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 um, I don't have the acronym off the top of my head, but ex- uh, it's essentially, it's uh, this this cash based system based on the government. So it actually goes back to the the same fiat type of money mm-hmm. that we have. Now it's even even harder tracked even harder. So it's cryptocurrency. So now your dollar is digital. The U.S. Uh, dollar digital or digital U.S. dollar DUSD. Um. And then, and when you get your paycheck, you're going to get your digital U.S. dollars instead of um, regular American dollars that you could turn into cash, which you could then go use that legal tender. It won't won't happen anymore. It won't exist anymore if they get their way. If, I mean, that's if the things get passed. They wanted that anyway because it's so much easier to be able to lock you out, right? So exactly, and, and base things on um, ESGs and DEIs. Absolutely, and that's been. This is the. This is the vehicle, right? The, the concept's been around for a very long time. And obviously during COVID, uh, being able to dwindle, change supplies, and be able to um, kind of villainize money, cash, by saying it's a, a vector for or disease, right? It carries everything because uh, it's just paper. So there's that. So you had those two things already there. The, the concept was already there, and this is just going to be the vehicle, it sounds like. Um, I never want to give up. I never want to give them the chance to be able to put me at zero for any reason, but we've known that's coming and it's, I don't know how we can really, I'd love to have, I'd love to know the best way to stop it. I think people are, are sort of waking up to it and trying to go back to cash to a certain degree in some areas. That's only going to last for so long. Um, I mean, there is uh, the, the potential for the convention of the States, which there are 18 States that have signed on. You may know, know about this already. Yvonne. I do. Um, the convention of the States, if that, if that happens, then they can actually reform the federal government, which would be phenomenal. Um, but it's, it's, uh, it's Put not limitations on the federal government. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it, it also does a re- reformation as well. There's uh, there's a discussion about reformation and, and, and how that, how that'll 
look in the end. Um, but because their reach has gone way too far. And their overreach, yeah. Yeah. I mean, taxation is theft, right, Alan? Uh, <laughs> Every single moment. <laughs> and, oh, talking about taxation. So if you see get the roads? into the crystal, <laughs> do they take the taxes out of it? Out of your crypto? Yeah. So the idea is that they'd be... A, once they break the, this is, this is the, the thought process behind them putting us on the digital U S dollar. Um, it makes it to where you don't have to go to, you don't have to go to work anymore to, to earn your money. You're going to get a universally base income, right? So they get, they give you, they give you a, a paycheck for nothing. So you think, right. But what it is, is they give you these essentially their credits, right? Like just like when you go to arcade, you get credits and um, then what they do, what you do with those credits is you can then purchase your rent, your things that you want to, like you're driving, getting around in your car or um, watching movies or any kind of entertainment or whatever you want to do. That, but those credits only go so far and you can only fill up your fridge with so much of those credits. But they also control how many credits you're going to get, how, how much digital U.S. currency you're going to get based on your ESG, which is uh, econ, uh, was it was it economical, uh, uh, or environmental, sociological, and something else. Uh, anyway, it's, it's a score that they have on you. It's basically like a social social score, right? Uh, like like in 1984, right out of that book. Or in China. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's already it's already in China. Yeah, right. so they I said already use like it in China. Yeah. Uh, and then if you're a company, they'll also enforce it, uh, whether or not you're um, uh, employing employing people based on DEI, which is diversity, equity, and inclusion. So if you're not checking all the boxes, the specific boxes with your employees, let's say if your employees look a little too homogenous or if they're not, um, if they're all the same, uh, they choose the same friction, then... Um, then we have to start diversifying that portfolio and we're not allowed to stay in, in, in business because we don't have enough diversity. Or I wonder if they would just go ahead and, because something has to pay, pay for the UBI, right? Something has to pay, something has to pay for the universal basic income. I wonder if they would just tax them at a higher rate because I mean, that's the whole idea, right? This kind of uh, Marxism socialist kind of concept where we're going to give everybody free money, right? So they don't have to go. And the concept is, We've become such an industrialized nation that people don't have to go to work. Machines will do the work. So if people aren't going to work and machines can do the work, that means the factories aren't paying for people. So now they need to be taxed at an exponentially higher rate to pay the people who are sitting at home. So. Well, there'll still be a, uh, certainly like a, a slave class that would, that would be the assumption, right? Like you still have to have people maintenance machines, right? Right. Over time. I mean, over time, the AI will be able to probably replicate itself, fix itself and go through and but they're supposed to get rid of that. That's the problem with capitalism, right? Capitalism <laughs> says, unfortunately, someone's got to lose. And that's true. It's very true. I'm a, I'm a capitalist. I believe in it, but, but at the same time, it, you don't, but capitalism also preaches or teaches us that you may lose. All of us lose at some point, but we don't keep losing in a system. Sorry. You're also, looking at the next story. Also, oh, yeah, we ready to go into the first story, actually. <laughs> on, on these machines that they using, Lowe's got one. Um, Walmart, I think, has got one, and um, Lowe's got one. And you, McDonald's, you go and order your. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. your you food don't have to on order a machine. The cashier. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've literally that's had taking jobs. I've literally had a manager at a Walmart. I mean, at a McDonald's, tell me to go use the machine. 
I have too. Yeah. I have too. Like, and those that had, they, they didn't say, "Hey, if you want, if you want, if you want to skip the line." Now, it's one thing to say, "Hey, if you want to skip the line, you can use a machine over there." I already think that's bad because it's already teaching people to. But I've literally walked up and they had the lights turned out mm. at the counter. Yeah. And I walked up and I was like, "Hey, I just want to order my food." And they're like, "Yeah, just use the kiosk." And I'm like, "Yeah, well, I like the fact that you're employed." This is exactly what I said, yeah. of course. Uh, I like the fact that you're employed, and I'd like to see more people in here doing work. Humans. So how about we have someone at the counter? And he's like, well, I'm sorry. Unless you go through the drive-thru, you have to use a kiosk. They talk about the president and all that. Talk about giving people jobs and this and that. But the, the way I see it, they're taking away jobs, putting these right. machines in there. Well, they take the, the idea is that they're going to take those people out of positions where they're working, and they're going to stuff them in warehouses filling orders. That's that's the concept, <laughs> yeah. right? It's probably, yeah. You, you, you kill all these other jobs and you just move them into warehouses. And then guess what? Um, why was why was the public school system ever designed the way it was designed with the curriculum that it has? It was originally designed to teach people to be good factory workers, honestly. The math and everything that you're taught in public schools, originally the, the curriculum was to teach people to be good factory workers. Mm. And that sounds so bad in today's society because we didn't know that. But that's why they did it. So guess what? They can get right back to that, teaching our kids how to pick. <laughs> it's also why they did the new math. Right. Because it, it, it makes kids think, and, and what the way a computer thinks in zeros and ones. That's exactly what it is. If you go back and look at new math, I think Sterling can probably verify this. It's all based on zeros and ones. He's nodding his head yes. And that, that and once once you've reformed or, or actually even formed a brain from, from a early age, uh, based on this version of math, that's all they see. That's how they can that's how they uh, that's how they think. We've talked about how to think a lot on this show in the past. And once they once they think that way, they're programmable. There's no creativity. There's no deviating from the the course. You yeah. do what you're told, and that's it. Obey. And you do it well. Yeah. Sounds like the, there's a movie with uh, um, Rowdy Rowdy Piper called They Live. I don't know I've if never, you guys have ever I've seen it. Seen. It's from the 1980s. Uh, if you've never seen it, go back and watch that movie. It'll it'll open your eyes. Literally, he has these uh, he has these sunglasses that he puts on. It's based on a um, um, oh man, what, I can't remember the, the author's name. The guy that wrote uh, Stephen King, Stephen King uh, novel. Uh, these aliens come to Earth, but we can't tell who the aliens are. He puts on these sunglasses uh, that he that he found in a uh, wreckage, and whenever he puts his sunglasses on, he can see who the aliens are, and then he can also see the propaganda all around him. So he can see the the billboards say "Obey, uh, Consume, Consume, Consume," all this other stuff, and it's like, ooh. This is this this movie is telling a lot of truth, and that was that was in the 1980s. That was and that was pretty uh, pretty far ahead of its time. It's that, so relevant now. That was back when very 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 lefty Stephen King was talking about what he felt uh, was you know the right's version, and now the left is actually doing it. So it's, <laughs> it's before the flip, right? Yeah, it's before it's before his flip as well. Yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, yeah, it illustrated a lot of things. Uh, and uh, you know, we talk about the robots. Uh, I think that they, they got their affirmative action. <laughs> they did. They did. They yeah. got their come up. Yeah. And speaking of affirmative action, the Supreme Court rules on the future of affirmative action. That's what they, that's what they did this week. Um, on Thursday, the Supreme Court of the United States issued their ruling on affirmative action. This, uh, this uh, article actually comes from the D.C. Inquirer. Okay. Um, they ruled on affirmative action with uh, the court concluding uh, in, in students for fair admissions incorporated 
versus president and uh, fellows of Harvard College, the university carried out unconstitutional racial balancing. In a 6-3 decision, the Supreme Court found that it was unconstitutional to consider race in uh, in university admissions, thus striking a blow to the, the way that college admissions have functioned for decades. The decision fell on ideological lines with uh, six conservative justices voting in favor of the students for fair admissions, while the three liberal justices voted against it. Uh, Chief Justice John Roberts uh, authored the opinion of the court and uh, Justice Clarence Thomas, we like Justice Clarence Thomas, um, and Justice Brett Kavanaugh wrote uh, concurring opinions. Justices Kentanji Brown-Jackson, I made that uh, flinch because the last time I said her name, the lights flickered here. Um, and it happened, I think, a couple times. Um, Sonia Sotomayor and Elena Kagan disagreed from the six conservative justices in a, uh, in a dissent uh, authored by Justice Jackson. Um, Sotomayor also wrote a dissenting opinion uh, before the go court figure. was... Huh? It's a go figure. Right? <laughs> she had to get her two cents in. <laughs> <laughs> before the court was Harvard... Uh, college as well as the University of North Carolina against students for fair admissions, an organization dedicated to the end of affirmative action. Um, quote, for the reasons provided above, the Harvard and UNC admissions programs cannot be reconciled with the guarantees of equal protection clause, uh, the court wrote. Um, quote, both programs lack uh, sufficient, uh, sufficiently focused and measurable objectives warranting the use of race uh, unavoidably employ in uh, employ employ race in a negative manner involve racial stereotyping and lack meaningful endpoints. We have never uh, we have never permitted admissions programs to work in that way, and will not do so today. Um. So. So what I want to say about that is that uh, it's about time. Number one, number two, they're standing. They're standing up for what's right because it's not fair to, uh, you know, you have no choice in what color you are, so it's not fair to give you a college admission. Uh, Me and my husband talked about this, and one step further would be to say an employer can't use that in deciding whether they're going to hire you or not either. With all the diversity and equity and inclusion now, they can't use that kind of, uh, you know, uh, criteria to decide if they're going to employ you or not. That should just carry over into the employment part too. Yeah. Merit. It, r- merit. Right. It, that's what it should be. Right. If you're the best person for the job, then you should get the job regardless of your skin color or, or anything that's else. Right. I'm not, I'm not against any color. The only color I hate is green and I hope no Martians come down here, you know, <laughs> and try to take over our earth. You know, it's the government is saying that they're doing, you know, they're trying to come in here and take over our land, you know, who knows? Those are those reptilians, right? Yeah. I don't yeah. think it's the Martians. <laughs> I think they speak Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> Alan's just smiling over here. He's, got, he's lost for words, which is unusual. Well, when we're talking about Martians, <laughs> we talk about aliens all day, um, but... Oh, there's a a difference. There's a difference. Yeah. Uh, You know, but, you know, there's two things. First of all, just talking, just touching on the point of of what was that is no longer. I've said this on the show. I've said this on my own show. Um, The biggest disservice that that did 
was it brought people in of whatever race. I don't care what race we're talking about. Cause honestly, it mostly affected Asian people, Asian students, mm-hmm. Asian students were the most negatively impacted by it. They had to have a ridiculous um, scores to have a chance. And then it stair stepped down depending on um, population. So what they did was it took people at the bottom end of that curve and it stuck them in classes that they could not do. And then what happens, you take someone who isn't supposed to be somewhere because they're, because they're just not, they're just not suited for that. You put them in that environment, they fail, then they give up, then they hate everything around them because they had an opportunity, but the opportunity was fake. Right. So now they don't trust the system. Now they don't trust anything. Now they're hateful at at what was lost. Um, And they're in debt. And horribly in debt. And then to the point of, and I'll, I'll be quiet here, Louie. Um, Keep it up. I don't know if you've seen what Harvard, how, how Harvard has responded to this. Harvard is um, kind of being smarmy and they're basically saying, oh, well, we're going to, we'll, we'll do what you say, but we have the right to use information from basically uh, entry essays of people's experiences as a way to give them admission. Right? So now they can say, well, your entry, your, your entry, um, Essay. Essay, thank you. Words are hard sometimes, uh, especially in essays. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they can use that as a way to understand. Now, now they're, not, they're not really going to look at your color or whatever it might be, but now they can look at your background and say, okay, now I want a building, I want a campus full of people who think the same way. So now that's much more powerful. Because that's what it's about anyway. But think about that. It's so much more powerful now, right? There's no voice of dissent. You don't accidentally give Josh, you know, admission to your college where he might stand up in a, in a class or a lecture hall full of 300 students and be that voice of dissent. Now you can go, okay, these 350 kids all sitting here, they're all going to say, they're all going to bark the same things back. They're all going to think the same way. And now it's not about your race. Now we can pick by your ideology. Mm-hmm. Maybe now it's not by your race, but before it was by your race. And they put in the, uh, any people that came from another country into the United States, they will fail because they put it that they, they make it that you could fail because they don't want to see you succeed, but more than Josh will succeed, you know, because... He's American. Well, they don't want Josh to succeed because he's a white male. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's the very lowest yeah, but class they have more, in the totem pole. They have know? more of a rights than... Yeah, straight white male. Despite the straight there, yeah. actually. Straight white male, and we're, yeah. we're lowest on the totem pole. And think about this. The only reason they have this kind of power is because as... And, and this has gotten better, but generally speaking, um, all this chatter behind me. Anyway, <laughs> producer's desk. Uh, the <laughs> we gotta get them mics. The reason why they can get away with they've been able to get away with this thus far is because <laughs> that that degree has so much weight, right? And we've gotten better about this as a society. But I mean, growing up, that was what I was told in high school or even in elementary school. You you go through this, you go to college. College gives you the opportunity to get the good job. And then as we got older, we looked at people who went to college, and we went, "That's great." I just started working, and I'm watching you make less than me. So, but but if you have that prestigious degree, right? You can have that same degree that you had at IU, but now you got it at Harvard. And so Harvard now can dictate a lot of things because they have so much power and so much sway because yeah. your average degree with a Harvard name on the top at the top of it 
bumps your income up substantially. And that's why you have to be that voice of dissent. Like I keep thinking about the uh, God's Not Dead movies. There were like four of them. Um, just the first one was about a college student who went to a, um, why can't I, I was going to say psychology, but it's not psychology, philosophy, no, well, yeah, it was philosophy, philosophy class. class. And his uh, instructor said, all right, well, we're, we're going to get this out of the way. Just write down here, God's not dead, or God is dead, and we can go on with our class, and I'll teach you because we don't need to discuss this in the class. And the student stands up and says, I can't write that, speaking of the voice of dissent. And his name was Josh. And his name was Josh. Yeah. Little known fact. <laughs> okay. So second show, um, you know, they go through this whole thing, and he uh, wins people over to his side because of his arguments and so forth. And at the end, the professor actually uh, accepts the gift of salvation at the very last minute, which was an amazing, it was an amazing movie if you have not seen it. Um, the second one is about a teacher who a student asks a question about religion, and she answers it truthfully because she's a Christian, not with just the party line, not with just what the book says, but what she actually believes, and they take her to court for it. The parents of the student take her to court. The student doesn't take her to court, but the parents do because they disagree with her ideas. And uh, so there you go, voice of dissent again, you know, thinking differently and affecting this whole change with this student. And now you've got all these students in support of this teacher saying, wait a minute. You know, that's what's so great about America, because we've always been able to stand up and have that dissenting opinion. We've always been able to stand up and just, you know, like with our First Amendment and everything. And I think that's how the founders, um, you know, uh, created it to be so that we could stand up and say, no, that's not right. You know, and always have that balance and always have that check on everything. But when we're taken up out of here, then it's going to be so much easier for the evil to overcome everyone because the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is really the one who puts that inside of us and gives us that courage and gives us that knowledge, I guess, of truth, you know, And uh, so when we're taken out of here, then we're going to have evil and it's just going to be, you know, it's going to be so easy to run people over and just say, you've got to wear a mask or whatever it might be. You know, it's going to be, I'm sure, much worse than that. You know, oh, yeah. I thought we were talking about Daryl Brooks again. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> it's the guy who ran over all the people at the Christmas parade a year and a half ago. Oh. Yeah. It's a run over people. Yeah, Daryl Brooks Jr. Right, right. Okay, gotcha. Don't want, don't want to get the dad smeared. He, he, he didn't do it. <laughs> he made it. Yeah, so. <laughs> Responsible by proxy. Exactly. <laughs> Let's hope that Josh don't have to go to the hospital or anything like that because he don't wear a mask. He, nope. You can't tell him to wear one. Nope. <laughs> and I won't either. And I went to immediate care and I was a little bit worried about it, but I'm the whole thing's been dropped. The CDC has dropped it. There was a big article in the Epic Times that said, hey, they did this study and uh, they don't work. And yet I went to the clinic today and there were 20 employees in there and two of them still wearing masks. And I feel like I should walk around with the article and just take it to people and say, hey, did you see this? <laughs> because I'm just like, I, it's the medical field, right? And you should know. You should know what the truth about well, it, right? But On the other end of that, I mean, masks do actually help if you have something. That's just plain that's normal that's everything right that's not just this that or the other 
It's just the people who are scared to catch things wearing them just crack me up. Now, yeah. if you got up for work that morning, and a few times I have worn a mask, uh, I've, been, I've gotten up, had a scratchy throat, something like that. I don't want to take a chance of getting somebody sick. I throw a mask on, and then I get, oh, were well, you scared to get COVID? No, man, I'm not scared, but I'd, do you want to take this down and cough you, on wa- you. Yeah. you walk away with whatever this junk is? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the Fair thing, enough. yeah, the thing about that is it doesn't stop a virus at all. So if it's viral, it's not going to stop it. It, it. it does stop droplets. Droplets yeah, carry like, the virus. Well, yeah, like if you when you're like if you're coughing on the inside, then yeah. it, it will does stop, stop that. It's do, it stops you from. It will like, stop droplets, yeah. yeah, but it won't stop the virus from being. But the virus itself, here, yeah, yeah, it's like it's like throwing sand up against a chain link. But fence. the virus is in the droplets. That's kind of like how we don't have clouds. We don't have that nasty thing going on outside because the rain last night. Well, the hospitals they don't believe in none of that. They still think that you need to wear a mask in the hospital that's and that's no one of the reasons what. yeah i didn't go to the hospital because i could have gone i fell today and busted Oof. up my left side so i i went to the immediate care instead of the hospital because i didn't want to deal with the uh gestapo the gestapo yeah. <laughs> it, it, had, it had to be a more graceful fall than joe biden and speaking of joe biden uh you oh, know look gets, at it. gets us into our second <laughs> article <laughs> this week <laughs> coming from town hall Biden screams at a reporter for asking about Hunter Biden. Yeah. <laughs> My goodness. I've seen that. So Joe Biden just lost all composure on White House on the White House lawn when he uh, he was asked whether he was personally involved in strong-arming a Chinese official, as was revealed by text messages from Hunter Biden uncovered by the IRS whistleblower. In the same exchange on the White House lawn, Joe Biden's brain shut down as he, he told reporters, that's what it says in this article I'm telling nice. you. Um, he told reporters True that story. Russian President Vladimir Putin was losing the war, not in Russia or Ukraine, mind you, but in Iraq. <laughs> Joe Biden uh, isn't the only one who has lost his cool when confronted about allegations against the Biden crime family. Karine Jean-Pierre, I got her name right for the very I first time. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> She's not going to last much longer, I don't think. She... she uh, so she uh, got immeasurably frustrated with reporters for asking serious questions about the president's alleged corruption. Um, I, I, I wasn't able to pull the video. I couldn't, couldn't get it to, uh, to download fast enough. Um, but it was rather funny to watch both of them blow up about uh, at the reporters for <laughs> basically asking, serious asking questions yeah. about something that's in the news. What happened with um, Kareen was her colleague that came was at the podium before her. They they asked him about Hunter, and he said, "Well, you need to talk to the president about that." Um, and then Kareen comes out there, and then almost every reporter, left or right, doesn't matter. All, all the reporters, regardless of their political leanings, all asked about Hunter. They still was pressing on this question, like you're not going to get away from this. And every time she called on somebody new, they're asking about the previous colleague's question. Oh, I did. I heard where they just built on each other. Like, by the way, to their point. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what happened. And that's uh, and that's what they need to do. Honestly, Absolutely. yeah. Didn't they give um, Biden a free uh He he said that he bath? was guilty. He he said that he Probably was guilty about what he did. Oh but yeah. Yet he they did let say him get that. away with it, and they said it's all right. They said it's a joke. Yeah. Yeah. Hunter got a slap on the wrist. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. He said that uh, he's been giving away state secrets as a joke within <laughs> a meeting with foreign leaders. And uh, no, it wasn't funny. All those times he, that. It uh, was a Freudian slip, is yeah, what that exactly. was. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It was, it was interesting. 
I don't think that's one of your articles, Josh, but it was in the news. <laughs> no, I was I was trying to uh, get the the, the, the final article <laughs> uh, pulled up, but it, it yeah, it's not uh, it's not functioning now on on uh, on the tablet here. It's uh, giving me a little like a little ad thing here. Anyway, um, <laughs> you pull it and read it real quick. If if you if you can get it on your phone, my, the tablet's not uh, allowing it for some reason. My on phone wasn't working earlier. <laughs> Did he get it? Okay. Is it? Yeah. We'll see if it works on on Louis's phone. No, it's doing the same thing. All right. Um, well, it was it was going to be from the Epic Times, but the, uh, the 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 title was Hunter gives a des- de- deposition on uh, in defamation on his. Uh, on his law, on the lawsuit against him uh, for uh, after he uh, uh, the the uh, allegations were brought against him for leaving the laptop at that um, store. Uh, I don't know. Were you able to get it to, to pull up on your phone? Yeah, mm-hmm. he left for it at the for store for a second. Yeah, and the guy that uh, ran the store they uh, they defamed his character. They said that he was involved in a Russian you know um, disinformation and that he was lying about the whole thing and that he wasn't allowed to look on the laptop because it wasn't his and all this kind of thing, you know, and, and he slapped them back with, uh, he slapped them with a lawsuit and they slapped him with a lawsuit. So it's in court right now. Well, Louie did find the video, but of course we can't play it on the screen, but, uh, right. <laughs> um, send me that link Lou and, and I'll put it in the description so people can see that. Um, so at least have that, but, uh, yeah. Um, it's just the fact that Hunter. Uh, so he has uh, to answer questions about that. He needs to answer questions about this this laptop. He uh, what he what he done was drop this laptop off for service and forgot all about it because he was too busy out there uh, smoking uh, Parmesan cheese and drywall mm-hmm. um, and crack. Um, There's also crack was involved. Um, <laughs> I made Sterling laugh over there. <laughs> he loves um, that crack. <laughs> but um, you know the fact that Joe Biden lost his mind and was screaming at uh, this reporter for even bringing up his son is beyond ridiculous. I understand that that's your son, but your son broke the law. Yeah, be objective. Yeah, lots of laws. You, you want everyone else to be objective. Be objective. If you're the leader of this free world, you need to be objective. You need to respect the law. Respect. If you want people out there to respect the law, too, they see the president getting away with this. They're going to say, why should I respect the law? And why should I do what they tell me what to do? You know? Right. Exactly. It's the example. Yeah. And, he, and, and it's wrong what they did. They should have gave him an example. They should have punished him. Mm-hmm. Peach him or whatever, you know. But they should have put his son in jail. Mm-hmm. That's the number one. Oh, absolutely. He committed felonies. Yes. And felony gun charges for all their complaining about guns. And who knows what else he might have done. Right. He could have done a lot of other things. That's such a good point. (laughs) They're so hard on guns, but he's walking around committing felonies by carrying one. By buying one. Yeah, by buying one while while on drugs, for sure. Also, um, the, the guy who he dropped the laptop off to... Uh, is facing all kinds of uh, legal trouble. Uh, the, the the guy that uh, the laptop store, store the, the repair the store, or whatever. Yeah, the guy that yeah was there. is 
he's get, he said he's had death threats. He's had people try to, you know, shut him up, you know, because he's telling the truth. He's like, look, you know, this crackhead dropped off. That's that I can, I can call Hunter Biden a crackhead because that's what he was. Um, and, but anyway, he, he dropped this laptop off. He's, he's made that allegation. That allegation is not just an allegation. That's the truth. That's what, that's what really actually happened. And for them to try to shut him up, is, it shows how far they will go. Um, I'm, I'm really surprised that he's still alive, to be honest with you. I am too. The owner and, of the shop, I am too. And and if this had been, and not, not to do a, like a whataboutism necessarily, but if this had been Don Jr., drugs or not, if this had been Don Jr., left a laptop, and then the things that are on that laptop uh, would, have, would have been seen, um, there, there would have been no into the investigations and all the stuff that they that, that and they're the doing reporting and just like know, talking with, about it yeah just like we're keeping Trump in the in the, in the uh, uh, Donald Trump in in the the news cycle mm-hmm. and trying to cover up the fact that there is a court session going on for Hunter and that he should uh, see jail time I think the judge is going to actually um, throw out throw out the uh, the sweetheart deal I, th- I really oh, think he will I hope so I hope so. He, he can't get by with this. Like I said, justice, right? And so we're supposed to stand for justice and hope this person is one of those people that will stand up. I mean... Uh, That's all we can hope for at that point. He probably Pray is him, probably is worried that, it, that, that it'll be seen as political because the, the judge was uh, Trump appointed. Um, but, you know, I don't think that that should have any sway on it. It's like, if you broke the law, you broke the law, and, and it should be... The law should be applied equally, Right? Biden's got a lot to do with that. Believe me, Biden's got a lot to do. And who knows how much money he pulled out to help him out. Oh, yeah. Well, that Chinese money that they were getting from their deals with China and and Burisma. The 500 million each. Exactly. Yeah. Well, probably the money they used to keep Biden from going to jail. I mean, Brighton, Hunter. Yeah, Hunter, yeah. Yeah, we're. We don't. We'll have to see how it, how it all pans out, and let's, let we, we can, all we can do is, is hope that uh, you know justice is served, and um, you know that's certainly not being served with uh, former President Donald Trump. He's he's had indictment after indictment over, and they still can't find anything. You know, uh, they're just what, trying to keep yeah. him out of the politics. They're trying to get rid of him and keep him out of the politics so he won't run. But it ain't going to stop him. He's going to uh, keep going. You don't honestly, I. I actually think it's the opposite, guys. Um, I think media, media makes more money off Trump being in, being in office than anything else. So why would I not run every single bit of information I That's have? True. Because if I can keep him on your TV, and yeah, he's going to polarize people, but the people who aren't going to vote for him aren't going to vote for him. And the people who are going to vote for him will absolutely vote for him. So you're you're not really... You're doing, you're doing nothing but keeping him out there, getting clicks, which keeps you paid. But putting him on TV, and he knows this himself, the more often he's on TV, good or bad, it doesn't really matter, right? Being loved, being loved, sorry, people loving to hate you and, and, and hating to love you and everything else is going to get people to pay attention. So the likelihood, likelihood of him getting elected, even with negative press, is amazing. And that's great for the media companies because they're going to make more money on a Trump presidency. 
So yeah, I I think there's there's some covering up. Yes, that certain places are going. Let's keep Trump out there so we can silence this because he's going to be boisterous and loud, and and he's going to say unfortunately the wrong things a lot of times. Um, but hey, it is, he's going to say I must be nonstick. You can call me Teflon Don, and then that's going to keep everything else. <laughs> he helps cover up everything else going around because he he constantly is talking. But on the other end, media companies want them want him elected, so they're going to keep him on TV. But at least Trump don't talk to ghosts and people that are not there. That he <laughs> no, that's shake that's hands. completely fair. I'm not against. I'm not saying no, anything no. bad. I'm, I think, I think honestly, it's a huge play because CNN has nothing to talk about if he's gone. Right after so yeah. long, he falls out of the out of the cycle. Unfortunately, so you want to re up. If you can re up, then well, I mean, there is other stuff to talk about, but not stuff they want to talk about, that's like how no, bad our president, the how bad Biden is. Physically and mentally, yes. but it's not as like colorful. Really digging into that, right? I and mean, that would I be mean, that would be true journalism, right? And true true journalism doesn't pay. People don't click on things that. But Trump goes. Trump is such a large character. Himself. I understand that. Yeah, I understand what you you're know, saying. Yeah, he's a showman. I understand it's that. So huge for them because they can just keep cashing in on him. It's huge to a certain degree, but I mean, I think you can make it interesting. If you really are going to be a journalist and you're, you really are going to capture people's attention that way, I think it takes some creativity and some work, I guess. So, you know, I think they could do it. I think they could still get the clicks. Oh, I mean, they could. But, but it's, it's not it, as easy. It's easy just to go. Trump, right? He yeah. said something. <laughs> <laughs> right. True story. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's, he's good at... Uh, I'm I'm good at the same thing. Chewing, chewing on my shoes, he, he does the same thing. But I I I love the fact that he's got no filter. I lo- I love that there's not a filter on that man. I, I think that's why I like him so much. We need somebody like that. We need somebody that is willing to you know make these other can- countries shake in their boots, so to speak, because you know they think he's a little bit crazy. And if they think he's a little bit crazy, then they're less likely to I don't know, attack Ukraine, or I don't know, uh, attack uh, Taiwan. You know so. <laughs> or blow us up or, or, or steal all our stuff or let Poland think that they can conquer something. Cause now Poland's even talking trash, talking about they can, they're going to make moves now. So we'll have to see how that goes. <laughs> a lot of, lot of, lot of so we things got, going on. Yeah. We got an election coming up. There are other people running on the Republican side. And if someone else wins for some reason on the Republican side, I suppose I would support that person. But, um, I am leaning toward Trump. I'd be hard pressed. That, well, Trump is uh, out, out in front of of all the other candidates, including Ron DeSantis. That's the the numbers tell by you that double story. digits. Yeah, by double digits. Um, but you know that's a that's a whole new story for another day, and and we've got to start winding this thing down. So if uh, if right. you wouldn't mind, Devon, go have us give us a closing prayer so we can get some outros. Unless you got some more something else, Louie? No, I'm winding down. Oh, he's winding down. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Definitely, Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this discussion. Thank you for your word. Thank you for uh, giving us the strength to do what we need to do. Uh, thank you for President Trump and his uh, hard work. And um, thank you for this country that we live in, the freedoms that we have, the people that died so that we could have them. Uh, thank you for dying on the cross for our salvation. Um, I pray that you would just uh, bless this message, bless this podcast, Lord, bless our country, and uh, bless these people. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. You know, when talking about blessing this podcast, we are the number one podcast, if you ask Rich Rosati. He made that sign for us. 
Awesome. <laughs> Fake news. <laughs> hey, don't knock Rich. Yeah, Rich is a great guy. We love uh, Rich, even though he left Alan off the off the sign. We we'll have, okay. have to get him to come back and fix that. Uh, but you know. we should protest that on that. Is nice. <laughs> I like that. Oh, we also have of course I'm not on there either, but okay. France is rioting and protesting. And oh yeah, out of war. Well, that's a, also a story for another, another day. day. Yep. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, so, the woman that brought the message this week, the softer side of faith, family, and politics, Yvonne Metcalf. Alan, Yvonne Metcalf. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I almost said it. I almost said it. <laughs> and then you would have had uh, all the rights to uh, bonk me on the head. Um, <laughs> and I would have had to let you. Lawsuit. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I got to change my name to Hunter Biden so I can get away with it. <laughs> oh, my God. That's all we need. Uh, and next to her, I know that he's all of your favorite, the host of Laughing Libertarian, Alan McFarlane. Thank you for joining us, sir. Thanks for having me on. And excellent uh, guesting. <laughs> Sorry, my brain Message. went. My brain just stopped. No stuttering. No stopped. It Biden. My brain stopped. What was that about? He had a Biden moment. I did. Yeah. Uh, That's what I was gonna say. I, I might run for office in Pennsylvania. Start uh, screaming uh, about Iraq now. <laughs> Anyway, uh, excellent message, by the way. Okay, thank you. And uh, across from him, the host of Rodriguez Rants, Louis Rodriguez. Thank you for having me here. Thank you for joining us. I thought I would never make it. (laughs) I kept rushing that plumber. (laughs) (laughs) Louis had some plumbing service done uh, earlier today. Man, I think the guy did did a good job, though, didn't he? He did. Yeah. He did. He it's working fixed. good. Okay, My well, woman is good. happy. Yeah. Hey, there you go. Happy wife, happy life, right? Yeah. It's been a year. She's been complaining. Change the faucet. Change the faucet. <laughs> <laughs> Got to do that here on Sunday. Got to change the faucet here. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to change your faucet. I just learned how to do it better. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, I have a faucet sitting in my kitchen that I need to change. <laughs> Ironically, I guess I've been what? thinking about that for like two weeks at our house. I'm like, that kitchen sink keeps leaking, and I've got, I've got it. I've got it sitting right there on the counter. I'm just going to do it. We could go over there. Yeah, I guess too. that's our faucet next stop. Part. Faucet party. Fix it here, and then fix it at Alan's house. That's it. We have a big party. Oh, you know, uh, I've been your host, Joshua Cummins, reminding you to stay in trouble and pay your plumber extra. <laughs> 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 we'll see you next week. See you guys.